back to Koei's Questions, where I question life, current events, and pretty much anything that doesn't make sense to me. And I try not to laugh at her unique view of the world. (laughs) I'm so glad y'all are hanging out with us this week because we have a super interesting episode for you. Jay, I know you're a big fan of guest episodes for a very different reason than I am, but because you get the chance to not answer me and let an expert on the subject deal with my need to know and understand things. And I don't have to do any research for it. Like you do anyway. (laughs) I do too. So today we have a guest with us. When I first found her, she described herself as having a weird brain. So you know I had questions. She's here to share her weird brain in detail with all of us. So excited to have you with us today, Izzy. Hi. Hi, Izzy. Nice to meet you. All right. So I know you've talked to Courtney a little bit already. Yeah. So tell me a little about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? So I'm from California. I am 21. So yeah, I'm in school. I also work at a brewery. Oh, that's cool. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm mostly doing a lot of dishwashing right now, but start. I'm hoping to start serving soon. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I do a lot of art, all kinds of art, kind of. Yeah, like I uh, crochet draw photography i'm impressed crocheting is one thing i just cannot figure out (laughs) i have tried and i get so mad like i can knit but crocheting is not my thing i get mad and i end up with yarn like in a wad on my couch i actually feel like knitting is harder really that's just me though i've heard different everyone say different things but i feel like you can do one or the (laughs) other i don't know anybody who does both Yeah. yeah yeah that's definitely true (laughs) well that's one way to do it (laughs) all right so let's get in in with the brain now okay so the best place to start is probably the beginning right so you had viral encephalitis correct yes and how old were you when you were diagnosed with that um i was eight years old okay so do you know how you got it or well so first it presented like flu-like symptoms i just could not keep anything down. I, I just remember being really sick and I was at like my preschool and I have like this very vivid memory standing by like the fence, peeking through, like crying, <laughs> wanting my mom. Um, and then I eventually, my mom was bringing me to like a bunch of emergency rooms and hospitals and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They came up with different things scared my mom half to death telling me like telling her like that I was gonna die oh my goodness (laughs) they were wrong about that um and then uh yeah they finally figured out what I had um viral encephalitis which is actually it was it's caused in many different ways um for me particularly it was from Epstein-Barr which is a form of herpes okay but it like wasn't contagious or anything. I think there was one point that I had a seizure like thing when I was in the hospital. My mom said she was like looking at me and my eyes just rolled to the back of my head. Oh my goodness. And then it kind of like just spiraled out of that. Like I lost my ability to talk and move and walk. And I don't really, you know, remember what was going on in my brain really at that moment, but somehow just everything went away that I already knew how to do. So you were just like, laying there in the hospital like you couldn't move couldn't talk couldn't anything yeah oh my goodness was it scary do you remember 
Oh yeah, it was definitely scary. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't remember, you know, when I transitioned from knowing how to do things to suddenly not knowing how to do things. But I do remember a lot of things. It's really weird. I was actually talking to someone once about my experience years later, and they they were like, "Oh yeah, that that makes sense medically. That like you remember so much because you weren't there." physically or whatever so you were there like cognitively I I don't know I don't really understand but yeah I remember feeling scared and frustrated I remember um like a lot of people visiting me and actually or my best friend's mom that was first able to understand what I was trying to communicate and I remember I was like pointing to a glass of water and I was trying to communicate that I was thirsty but you know I couldn't say it but she finally knew what I meant And then I started like, it was a big accomplishment when I was able to hold myself and out of bed and sit up. And then I like my other friend's mom, I kept on like saying like, I love you. I love you. And yeah, it was, it was definitely, you know, like I was reborn. It was, I started over from the beginning. Oh my gosh. So you had to relearn how to do everything. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of therapy. Oh my goodness. That's. I'm like trying to understand like so you whatever the virus gave you everything then you just had like no memory in your brain on how to walk or how to do any of that or was it just like a physical thing that you struggled with it? Um, I think it was a cognitive thing because so I actually have a really good friend that I knew since I was in kindergarten and now until now and um, I recently thought to ask her because I don't know why I hadn't asked her asked her I was like am I the person that you expected to see like from before I had encephalitis like am I the person that you expected me to grow into and she was like no and she was telling me these stories from before about how I was teaching her the multiples of seven and then after like post encephalitis I didn't know what the multiples of seven were anymore so it was def- there was definitely something cognitive there. Yeah, I couldn't lift myself up. I had to, yeah, it was definitely cognitive because. I bet that was super frustrating. Yeah, but I was there somewhat. So like, yeah. I think I knew that I should be knowing how to do those things. I knew that I was going backwards. Um, I knew that there was something wrong. I have so many questions. Go ahead. <laughs> So I know we, we hit on it a little bit. What exactly is viral? I'm going to say it wrong. Encephalitis. So is it? Yeah, yeah, that's how it kind of resets your neural pathways, I guess. So it's an inflammation of the brain. So the brain swells. I like tried to do some research before, actually, because I don't know exactly like if it. I what I think is it just you know it kind of like resets the pathways a little bit and so apparently I don't know like I just I didn't know this but it's just apparently it usually just causes like flu-like symptoms so it's not normal to end up in the hospital like that with it well I do know someone else that ended up in the hospital that actually got it from like a tick okay but and they had a very similar thing to me not as severe but definitely somewhat the same but yeah I don't know this research was telling me that it was most most it's mostly flu-like symptoms, um, some maybe some seizures, but like that's severe. All right. So, so how, how is it treated? So it's actually just like, I didn't even know this until just before I asked my mom. Um, they just gave me anti, 
antibiotics for like Epstein-Barr. And then all of it was just therapy after that. Like it was just had me on a feeding tube because I didn't know how to feed myself. And they were giving me liquids. I remember every morning waking up, they were taking my blood. Every night they were waking me up in the middle of the night, taking my blood. Um, And then just a lot of therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, every kind of therapy, uh, physical therapy. How long were you in the therapies for? I mean, so I was only in, I was in the hospital for two months. Okay. um, Just over one summer. And then when I came out of the hospital, I was definitely in therapies for like, I don't know how much longer, but... A while, because I remember like it was a thing that I would like. Okay, after school on Thursday, I have occupational therapy. After school on Monday, I have physical therapy, and it was sometimes something I was even excited for. Like it wasn't, it wasn't uh, bad in any way. I mean, sometimes it wasn't that fun, but you know, it was kind of like my activity. <laughs> um, like where some people go to dance, you went to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. What um, was it like relearning everything that you had already known how to do? Well, it was frustrating for sure. When I started to do therapy, it was in the hospital still. I remember like the worst thing that I had to relearn how to do was feed myself. And they like kicked my mom out of the room. I just like remember being terrified to put that French fry in my mouth. Aww. Oh, yeah, it was definitely frustrating. Um did you just feel like, man, I should know how to do this? Or were you just like, whatever, I feel dumb. I'm learning this at this point in my life. Which kind of frustrating was it? Maybe both. But also, I remember like at therapy, there were so many people around me that were like more severe than I was, or just around the capabilities that I was. So I felt, you know, I was like surrounded by other people that were at the same place as I was. But at school, I definitely, you know, felt a lot behind my peers. They were actually going to homeschool me at first, but they quickly said I'm that she w- that I was ready to go back to school. I just remember being really bored when I was doing homeschooling. I don't even remember doing it at all. My mom says it happened, but I don't it. Um, Kids are mean. So was anybody like mean to you or did they pick on you because you were relearning stuff or anything like that? Or were they actually kind of supportive for you? Uh, well, I'm a weird person, so (laughs) people were always kind of picking on me. So I don't think it was anything unusual. I don't think it was because of the encephalitis. I don't even know if people knew, actually. I mean, I don't know. We were in third grade, so I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I remember reading comic books a lot, like, you know, when you go to the library at school and everyone picks out the books and, you know, you go back. I remember, like, always picking out comic books about this, like, mouse and being made fun of a little bit for that. But I think that was just, like, a cl- classic bully. Like going to school with Courtney. Oh, whatever. I did not pick on you, Jay. Okay, but you said comic books. So were you, like, <laughs> a Marvel fan or a DC fan? Oh, no, not even that. It was, it was, it was like, about um this mouse... For some reason, I read two different comic book series about a mouse. One was about a guy mouse, and one was about a girl mouse. Okay. I honestly don't remember what it was called. <laughs> but, yeah, no, not not any, like, well-known things. I was never into Marvel or anything like okay. that. I didn't know if it was, like, one or the other. You had, like, super opinions, like, no, this one's way better, anything <laughs> like that. No. <laughs> Well, this one was way better. (laughs) How has your life been impacted long term from 
the encephalitis? For sure. There's many ways, but we haven't, you know, by we, I mean, like, my mom calls it my team, you know, just my family. And then I've had like learning specialists over when I, as I've been in school, because I've always had a lot of learning difficulties. Mm -hmm. I think this, those were, those all came like post encephalitis though. Um, So when I was in third grade, I started going to a learning center during school. So when everyone went to like reading time or whatever, I would go to this special room and they would help me do my homework and stuff. Um, And I continued doing that kind of thing through high school and college too. Um, Actually, the school I initially was going to was because of this program that, that gave you like accommodations and helped you with organizational skills with your homework. So I was always doing that, you know, my therapist, my psychiatrist, everybody, we're still trying to figure out what there is. I think at this point, we've kind of said, you know, you are and your brain is just who it is. There's like no point in diagnosing you with all these things because I think it's just I have a little bit of many things and I'm just unique. You just have a cool brain, right? I think we should go with that instead of weird. You have a cool brain. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was realizing that weird is sometimes has a very negative connotation, but I mean, in my mind, it doesn't. But yeah, but some people can do that. So, like a cool brain or a unique brain or something like that. I like that. But okay, so you said that they were flu-like symptoms, right? I remember to have an earlier question with the encephalitis. Yeah, it started with Does that. the coronavirus scare you more because of that? Because it's like the flu-like symptoms. Does it give you like not necessarily a PTSD, but something sort of like that? Um. Well, actually, at first, people were saying, you know, that people with like immunodeficiencies are more at risk. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, I was like, is this, you know, am I more at risk? Right. I don't think I am. I don't know, Um. actually, but I've never, I haven't really honestly been scared of it. Um, I have like, I have general anxiety disorder. And so it makes me very anxious about a lot of things. But I feel like I've proned myself to be anxious about things so much that I like, I'm so used to the worries that I'm not really anxious about this, actually. That is a very interesting view, actually. Right? I feel like I would be so nervous. I would be like, Oh, my goodness. No. What? What if I have to go through all that again? Yeah, so um actually so I've been become really into Reddit recently over especially over quarantine because I'm like connecting with a lot of people on Reddit and I'm on um, a few communities people with anxiety and a lot of us share that experience that we're just not as nervous about this. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Like I have a little a bit of anxiety and like not a ton, but I have a little and I'm afraid when things open back up, it's going to like stress me out to go out in public again. Like I'm scared of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that for sure. Yeah. And like the social anxiety is definitely like when I started working recently, I was like, OK, now I have to relearn how to interact with people. Right. But, <laughs> right. I spent like four months without leaving my house at all. Yeah. But... <laughs> Just pre-record the responses. Hello. Your total is. Here's your change. Goodbye. <laughs> Duolingo for social interactions. We may have just invented something cool here. I'm going to invent that. <laughs> I was thinking of that because uh, there's this SNL skit that they do Duolingo for like interacting with children. Huh. I don't know if you've seen it. But it's pretty funny. 
<laughs> so I know we've got the background of encephalitis. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. So now my question is, what is, I'm going to try to do this, aphantasia? I mean, you might be right, actually. I guess I've never <laughs> heard it pronounced out loud. Um, aphantasia is what I call it. But oh, yeah. um, that's definitely what I spelled out for you, Jay. <laughs> I was trying. Aphantasia, okay. So actually, I learned about that on the Reddit community, too. There's a whole group of aphants we call ourselves. I don't know if that's the official name. Um, when I did some research, I found some um, the professionals use the word aphantasic, aphantasic. I I think it's aphantasic. Um, okay. But yeah. The podcast um, official now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently it's a new trending thing too. I don't know. Like I think they were doing some things on TikTok about it actually. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Oh, TikTok. I was looking into it, and I guess it just started coming out in, like, what, 2015? Yeah. People started talking Um, about it. It became official in 2015. Yeah, so it's the – so when you uh, picture things in your mind, when people say, picture this, we look in our mind's eye. And some people don't have that mind's eye. And those people are called aphants, I guess. First of all, it's in a spectrum. So there's different levels of how vivid or not someone can see in their mind. Um, And then also it comes on different senses. So some people can't recall sounds or smells. Definition of it is... um, the inability to voluntarily conjure pictures in your mind's eye. With yours, is it just pictures or is it sounds or anything else? Or how does it work with you? Well, you know, I've been trying to think about that. As I was telling you before, I like don't know for sure if I have mm-hmm. aphantasia. People have been telling me, you know, like if you're questioning it, you probably are somewhere on the spectrum. Right. I think I have it with other senses too but again that's just it's like so hard to compare experiences with other people you know right so it's hard to but like I don't know can you recall and hear the sound of like a doorbell like right now in your head Jay can you do that I can I can I was actually staring down my doorbell like you actually like hear it hear it in my head I mean I don't know I'm playing the sound of my head I don't know if I hear it in my ears be kind of weird, but you like hear the sound in your head because the more I looked into this, the more I was like, Um, do I have this? Because I didn't know people could see things when they like close their eyes, I didn't know that was a thing. I may be on the opposite end of this because sometimes I swear I hear my doorbell go off and it's not going off. Oh, well, there is something called hyperphantasia. Oh, <laughs> so these people can vividly imagine things. I don't know if that would be that, but maybe. I've literally answered my door at like 11 o'clock and there was no one there. Although I hear sometimes hear people saying my name and no one's my name. (laughs) I get that. I've heard that is like a sign of something. I I honestly didn't know that you could, that that was not a thing that there were people who were like, imagine a red apple. And you're like, I can't. (laughs) Give me the apple. 
when I think too hard about it, I'm like, maybe I can. I don't know. Like, what do you, like, I can't, I close my eyes and I see black. I don't see anything when I close my eyes. But I know what a red apple looks like. I mean, I'm actually an artist. Like, I draw things, but usually I do have to look at, like, reference pictures. But there are certain things that I remember how they look like. But that doesn't mean I close my eyes and I see them in my head. I just know what it looks like. Yeah, so I guess another question I have. Do you see them, Jay? Can I see an apple? Yeah, like if you close your eyes and try to see an apple. My eyes are open and I'm imagining one right now and my mouth is watering. Apparently I'm hungry. Um, (laughs) Seriously? Wait, so you can see it now? Yeah, like I was actually thinking about like how cool it was to have them like fresh off an orchard with the leaf still on it. Yeah. Because that was my other question too. Like, is it you recall a specific apple like that you have seen held, or is it that I can just say, "This is what a red apple looks like," and there it is? Is it kind of like the con? Is it context I'm looking for, like the context of an apple, the idea of an apple, or an actual memory recall of an apple? Like being able to see it, like when your eyes are closed, do you see black or do you see an apple? An apple. Nice waxy glow on it. I'm about to go to my kitchen to get food. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like just recalling something like that or seeing that. I mean, like if I don't think about anything, yeah, I guess I see black or technically I guess the red from the light shining through my eyelids. But <laughs> like if I think about it, yeah, I can imagine it. Like, well, apparently that's what everybody can do. Well, a lot of people. Well, most people. All but like what one percent, two percent, something like that. Uh, I actually got this exact, so there's this um, website, so it was first introduced a few years before it became, like, um, proven. Um, So in 2015, someone, this man, um, he had a a brain surgery, I think, or some brain injury. And after that, he realized that he lost the ability to use his mind's eye. And so they thought it was like, um, you know, a unique thing that just would happen that happened like as after damage. But then they realized that a lot of people don't have that. And so that's when it became like named. Right. Was it like that with you? Do you know if you could see stuff before you had encephalitis? Or do you remember that? Yeah, I don't know. I was, I've been thinking about that recently. Um, and there's different stories that I've come up with. I mean, like real, like memories, but that like changed my answer to that. So I don't know. I do, rem- I do know that when I was growing up, I was always really into writing. I wrote so many stories when I was younger. And at, at one point in time, I felt like I just didn't have the create creative drive anymore that that came from. And I still love writing, but I write more nonfiction. And I only really write when I'm, like, told to. Me too. But... <laughs> but I don't know if it, like, the stories I wrote when I read them, it sounds like I must have been able to have some sort of baseline that I was looking at. Like, I created some world that it definitely, when I told my therapist about this, 
aphantasia. She was like, oh, yeah, that would make sense with your brain. Right. Um, so it could possibly but be from encephalitis. But, um, yeah, apparently it happens with people with, like, even PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I even heard, like, ADHD, which I do have. That's interesting. I didn't even see that. That would make sense because I have ADD bad. Yeah. Like, and I didn't even, I wasn't diagnosed until I was in college. So I just thought I was stupid, like all through high school. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I know a lot of people like full of that. Energy. That's the term I would use. Full of energy. It wasn't the energy. Yeah. It was like the trying to read Jay. It was like, I would read the same thing 16 times and I'd have no idea what I said, what it said. Oh yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. That's my experience. Yeah. 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 That was one of the things that I was diagnosed with after um, encephalitis. Okay. When did you know you had aphantasia? Getting better. Um, like, like actually really recently. Again, you know, I'm still questioning if I actually do have it. But so since I do have anxiety, I've been try like been told a lot that I should start meditating and you know, whenever you meditate in like guided meditation, they always tell you to picture yourself at your favorite place or whatever. And I was always struggled with that. I was like, okay, so do you mean like metaphorically, like do you actually mean to picture myself at this place? Like I didn't really understand if that was a figure of speech or not. Right. And that'd be really frustrating and kind of like counterproductive and meditating, huh? Yeah. And so, I mean, I always kind of pretended that I did it. Um, I thought I was doing what everyone was doing. I didn't know that people actually were picturing themselves at a beach or on the mountains in their head Um, until I don't know how I came across it on Reddit. I, I just, I must've heard someone's story and I was like, wait, there's a name for this? And then I looked into the community and I heard so many stories like mine. And I was I was like, I'm definitely somewhere on this spectrum. Right. And then I was taking a psychology class actually recently um, and the professor had it and she randomly brought it up because she was bringing, out how, bringing up how it was discovered. Yeah, I was so excited to, like, talk to someone for the first time that had it as well. Yeah, I bet. Like, whenever I first messaged you and everything, I was yeah. telling everybody that weekend, I was like, yo, close your eyes and try to picture a tomato. What do you see? And they all- Is that why you called me about that? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and everybody looked at me like, Courtney, why? And I'm like, but do you see a tomato? And they all looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like, well, man, people actually see that? <laughs> yeah. I stopped and got tomatoes after that. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious with some salt. And... See, so that definitely means some that you see something different because if it makes you want a tomato, I mean, I definitely would not want a tomato after. I mean, I guess I do sometimes think of food that I want, but it's not like my mouth starts watering thinking of it it's like because i can't imagine it i live on my stomach can you imagine how it would taste (laughs) yeah actually i was like i could taste like the salt of because i always eat my tomatoes with salt generally and i could like taste the salt and like the acidity of the tomato and i was like visualizing the seeds and i 
yeah, I was craving tomatoes. Do you like smell it too? Like if you close your, or if you like try to think about like bacon, can you smell bacon? No, no I'm trying to think about it. Now that I can hear like, the pan sizzling. Super, super like hungry. You know what? Maybe I'm, I'm going to be in my kitchen for a while. I'll be back. Right. Name <laughs> all these 18 foods you're having me imagine, but I don't know. And maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's the, the hyper side of it is that if I think of it, I immediately I'm tasting it. I'm smelling it. I can't really think of the smell of a tomato. I don't know. I could does a tomato it. Have a smell? Yeah, it does. Ketchup smells. Well, ketchup smells, but that's got a lot of sugar and stuff in it too. Yeah. I don't even know what a tomato smells like, but. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a potato, I can imagine, because potatoes to me smell like dirt. Like, they're very earthy. <laughs> what? Like that I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I cannot conjure smells either or any of that thing, those things. But I just don't, you know, I don't know what the, what the average can do. <laughs> well, I will absolutely put a um poll on instagram and ask people but from everybody that i ask personally jay seems to be more like everybody seems to be with him and not with me and it made me feel really like i found something cool <laughs> there's nothing yeah. wrong with having a cool brain we've already established this uh, yeah exactly you just established that i'm average that's all <laughs> <laughs> you were not average i'm sorry <laughs> With um the aphantasia and stuff, though, does it affect your ability to dream? Like, do you dream at all? So, actually, I have crazy dreams. Really? Um, yeah, I I mean, I woke up screaming this morning from the dream I had last night. Oh, goodness. Um, they're very vivid dreams, and I remember what happened in them. But ever since I found out about aphantasia, I've been trying to think if I see my dreams, if I know what they look like. Right. And I have been to places or seen people and realized, you know what, you were in my dream last night or seen places and been like, oh, that looks like where my dream was. But then when I close my eyes, I can't see what was in my dream. I can't really remember seeing, you know, though, I do have this one dream that I remember looking through a yearbook mm-hmm. and seeing that the pictures of these people's faces didn't look like how they were supposed to and so that would sound that sounds like I saw something right that was but then I don't know I mean this research on the aphantasia that I was doing before now it did say that some people with aphantasia it's about voluntarily seeing things and so when you're dreaming it's not voluntary right so sometimes people with aphantasia can see in their dreams, but sometimes people can't. But I don't know where I fall on that. Okay. All right. See, because now I'm definitely wondering if your brain's like using different pathways. Because I don't remember the last time I had a dream, especially not a vivid dream. But okay. I can recall a tomato. Yeah, I have I wonder if that's a thing. I don't know, because I'm really going to throw you guys off here. I don't remember dreams either. Wow. Maybe people are all just different and we all think everybody else thinks. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a psychological phenomenon we talk about a lot. Everyone, I cannot bring the term to you right now, but everyone thinks that their experience is the same as everyone else. But it's not really true. We just don't talk about that. We don't really compare our experiences a lot. So... Actually, I think this is a good segue. So we're talking pictures. Do you have a hard time recognizing people's faces? So like for me, I'm 
not the best with names, but if I see someone's face, I'll see them a year later and be like, I know you. I don't think so. Um, this is just a common thing through me, as you could probably tell, is I overthink everything. So <laughs> this is also one of those things that I I recognize people all the time. I mean, I recognize people that I've never met before. I, I'm actually constantly saying when I'm watching a TV show, oh, where do I know that person from? I definitely know that person. Sometimes I even feel like I know them in person. Like, I don't know. It's kind of very vivid with that. So, yeah, I don't think it gives me any problems with recognizing faces. That is super interesting that you can recall faces and things that you see. But if you're like, think of this person's face, you'd be like, nope. <laughs> or does or do faces work differently? Well, I don't, I mean, as I was saying, when I dream, but again, dreams can be different with aphantasia. I dream of certain places and then I'll see that place and be like triggered of my dream and be, be like, oh, I think I dreamt of this place um and also you know with aphantasia they talk about like what do you see when you're reading a lot when i'm reading i'm almost positive i don't visualize anything i think i might read more if i did actually visualize things but i do sometimes see like movie remakes of um books i read and i'm like oh that's not how i pictured that character to look like so you like when you read fiction or something, you kind of have like in your mind maybe what you think they're going to look like, but you don't like create a whole whatever from the description. Or do you do that when you're reading? Like, do you see what the author's trying to get out? My question does not make sense. I'm trying to. Well, I, I understand what you're asking. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I definitely get really bored when authors start going on and on with adjectives trying to describe what a scene looks like because it doesn't mean anything to me. Don't read Charlotte Bronte. What? Don't read Charlotte. Is it Charlotte? I think it's Charlotte Bronte that has like historically been known for like the red, soft, slightly worn red velvet curtains. It's like, you could have just said red curtains. Like, it's, it's yeah, I, I mean, I honestly don't think that's necessary, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I can understand, I guess if someone can picture that, that that might be very helpful. And I, I did say that I'm a writer. So as a writer, people tell your teachers tell you, you know, to be very vivid with describing things. And I'm actually not bad at describing things very vividly, but I can't, like, I have no idea what I, what it is I'm describing. I just am kind of like referencing off of something I've seen before or. So are you not a big reader then? Are you just not a big fan of it? Or do you prefer like nonfiction? I'm I'm actually not a big reader. I mean I love reading when I am assigned a book and I have to read it. I always mm-hmm. tend to enjoy it. Um but I mean this is another thing that maybe I didn't know because this was in like middle school. In middle school I remember I used to when everyone else was playing during recess or break, I was just sitting in the corner reading. And I and I I think I like chose to do that too because like I remember you know a friend saying you know the reason why we haven't really became good friends is because you were always just like during break you always just dismissed yourself from everyone else and sat in the corner to read. So I did really love reading, but I think it was just I don't know. 
<laughs> Jay, when you read a book, do you picture things like in your head? Do you see what they're describing? Oh, my Lord, yes. So I made it through, I don't know, maybe 50 pages of Moby Dick and pictured myself or like, well, I should say Moby Dick is like this like pirate whaler <laughs> and all the details of what the ship looked like. And I was like, I'm never going to get through this book. And then I just kind of stopped. But like imagining what like the sea spray off the ocean would be like rolling through storms in a old school, you know, sailed ship as opposed to a motorized one. Like, I don't know. So maybe I'm on the hyper end of all that because I like to get into it. Yeah. And being a whaler back then would be probably be pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. So I can't read. <laughs> let, let, let me correct that. I can <laughs> I read. Like, That's why I, I should not spend a lot of time reading long chapter books and novels because I get way too into them. Yeah, people have said that because people are talking about like the pros and cons about having a Fantasia on that community on Reddit. And everyone's like, well, you know, reading may be hard, harder and read, reading may be easier because we cannot visualize it so we won't get distracted. They were like talking about that. That exactly, is an yeah. point. Yeah, because I definitely get distracted reading. Yeah. I feel like I have so many people to ask questions if they can read and see stuff now because <laughs> I love to read, but I'm just like reading along. I'm not imagining it in my head or anything. Oh, I'm yeah. Just... No, I, I've asked so many people these questions and I really have heard so many different answers. And a lot of people are like me. They're just like, I don't know. I don't think it's something that people think about until you ask them, like, can you do this? And they're like, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it affect your memory of things or is it just like a visualization situation? So if somebody tells you to close your eyes and think back about something that happened and described what someone was wearing, could you do that? Oh, no, definitely not. Unless it like meant something to me specifically. Like if they were wearing something that I really loved or like I have in my own closet, I might remember what it looks like. But otherwise, no. And also I was describing this to actually someone I work with the other day. A lot of people I work with will come in and be like, oh, was it busy today? I cannot recall if it was busy or not because that's kind of a thing that you, you know, imagine or you could see in your head, like, was it crowded or not? And I definitely don't remember if it was. That's it. I'm just like trying to imagine that like I'm imagining like earlier this morning when people were going mm-hmm. a thousand directions it's like when you think about that you don't like you can't just put yourself in that place watching people walk around and just be like ah, oh, it's crazy no I mean I could remember you know if I was really stressed at work you know if I was trying to do many things at once because it was busy but I can't picture who was sitting at what tables and Hmm. So I, I think I've I think I've asked this question. I'm going to ask it both ways because I'm actually really curious now. So is there anything that you feel like people without aphantasia get better can experience that you can't? And are there things that you can? Like I mean, experience, of course, because there's the you know conjuring images or sounds or whatever in your head. But 
right. if you're asking like if does it take away some abilities for me or does it make me better at some things i was thinking about like mental math recently and i've never been able to do mental math i always have to use my fingers write it down use the calculator i know a lot of people can do mental math and i think that probably has i mean a lot to do with you know your mind's eye but that doesn't make me incapable of math. And then I was also reading someone's story that they were like, they're in my geometry class, there is a certain amount of visualization that was required to do, you know, certain parts of the math class. And I could do some of them, but I couldn't do other ones because it required a lot of visualization. But then there's also reading and art. Um, I know that I always have to look at pictures, but also I was saying I kind of like art is muscle memory too. So I remember the, um, you know, dimensions of a human leg. So are there things that you can do that like I couldn't like, are there things that maybe are easier, like kind of like a hidden superpower on those? I mean, yeah. If you think about it, I mean, like people that are deaf, they don't have to, close their eyes to tune you out, you know, they just can decide not to listen and maybe they could concentrate better on certain things. I feel like the same thing for aphantasia. I mean, in a, a similar network anyways, they are, we're not as, I feel like we have the ability to not be as distracted with certain things. So that's how Courtney tunes me out. <laughs> <laughs> is there any way to like quote unquote cure aphantasia or is it a lifelong thing? Um, so I was looking, I was looking this up and, um, you know, it was only really discovered in 2015. So there's still a lot of research to be done. So like a lot of, they don't even really know the cause. So yeah, I don't think that they do know any cure. They don't even, I don't think they even know how to diagnose it. There is a questionnaire made by the person that, um, Oh, Zeman is his name. He um, is the one that was the first one that publicized the case, or I don't know if he was the one that had it, or he created this network for everyone to share their stories and everything. And on that network, he also has a quiz that you could take to see if you have aphantasia. So I guess like that's not a formal diagnosis. I don't think people want to cure it. I like that. Going back to the cool brain. They're just like, oh, it you know, just makes me me. No, I do. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm still craving salty tomatoes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Then I have some questions. They seem a little weird, but I will explain why if you're like, Courtney, how did we get there? Okay. Okay. Have you ever had any sort of paranormal account encounter ever? No. Okay. See, I don't know if it's like with paranormal stuff, if it's something you visualize or not and that's just my personal just wondering trying to fit your paranormal hmm. yeah I am very fascinated about that stuff so that yeah whoa because if it's not if it's not real or I guess it could still be real if it's this but yeah that has to do with visual visualization um yeah I haven't thought of it that way do you have like an inner monologue because I just found out some people don't have that too oh yeah I definitely do I feel like I have a louder inner monologue than me. Yes, yeah, so if only Courtney didn't have an outer monologue. <laughs> yeah, you know, like where you talk to yourself and work through things or just... Oh, yeah, I do that. Refer to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, so now I'm, that I'm working with Rachel's 
a lot of waitresses, I realized that that's a very common thing amongst waitresses. We all talk to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I pump myself up every time for the show. Courtney's not going to berate me today. Courtney's not. I got this. I got (laughs) enough. If you ever tend bar, it's like waitressing on crack. Then you really start talking to yourself and answering yourself. It's like, okay. oh yeah, no, yeah, that's we're working on a draft. We have the bar, yeah. So yeah, for sure, yeah. And also, like when I don't have when I and forget my notepad and people tell me an order, I have to repeat that over and over and over to myself as I'm going back. And then someone interrupts me and says they want something else, and I'm like, oh gosh, okay, so. Now I add that to my list of, yeah. You get warm tap water. <laughs> I'd be doing that too. I'd be like two waters, one lemonade, one beer. Mm-hmm. So bad. Okay. And then did you ever have an imaginary friend? I didn't have a specific imaginary friend, I think. Okay. Um, I definitely had a huge imagination, but I was always using like my stuffed animals kind of to work them out. Uh-huh. Hmm. Actually... You know what that makes me think of? Um, when I was younger, like little kids were like, okay, with if one of the dolls was a lot bigger than another doll, they were like, okay, we could play them together and pretend this one is just a giant. I was not okay with that. I was like, no, that's not realistic. Um, and then there was also things, you know, that involved that. I mean, I feel like that already involves kind of some visualization and, or maybe not. I don't know. But um, there was also, you know, some people were like, oh, let's let's pretend our mom is here, but she's just invisible. And I was like, no, we have to pretend our mom is dead. Like <laughs> we don't have. All right. So kind of a very literal logical way of seeing things. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely played with my imagination a lot when I was little, but I don't think I had any specific imaginary friends. I think sometimes I did pretend people were there, but there was never someone specific when you did pretend they were there, did you like see them or were you just, it was just like a pretending thing? Yeah, I was just pretending. I didn't see them. Okay. That's how I was. I had an imaginary dog named Purple and he changed colors when you gave him a bath, but I never saw him. I just pretended it. Jay, did you have an imaginary friend? No, no. I had a lot of G.I. Joes though. I don't know. I spent a lot of time <laughs> in the woods. I was that kid. My mom was definitely the imaginary cobra, though, because she did not enjoy me digging trenches under rose bushes. If you're listening, Mom, I have not forgotten how much you hate that. I avoid your flowers to this day. I do. Oh, my goodness. And then this one is like the weirdest sounding question, but I promise I have a reason. Have you ever had an ice cream headache? Yeah. Yeah, like brain freeze. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Why don't you just call it brain freeze? Well, because it's like an ice cream headache sometimes, Jay. Like, you eat ice cream too fast. and So bougie. Well, I guess you put it in brain freeze from different things. An ice cream headache specifies that it's from ice cream, I guess. Because <laughs> I was doing something with, when I was researching it, and it was saying that it's something with visual visualization is the same part of the brain that gets the brain freeze or whatever. So I was just wondering if it's, like, related to that or not. Hmm. I I don't know. I it, like I wonder. So it's just like the same part of the brain, or is it related in any way? Is it like you remember the feeling of 
or I, I have no idea. I don't know about. I know. I'm super curious now too. <laughs> <laughs> that brings up a lot of uh, curiosity in me. Yeah. I don't know. I get really bad brain freeze. I don't know if that's helping your case or not. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I definitely do as well. Though. I also shovel ice cream, so that might be part of my problem. <laughs> I was going to say, you eat super fast. I do, I do. I think that was most of my questions, Jay. Did you have any other questions? I need to go get like a doctorate in psychology now, or maybe neurology is probably one. I don't know. I learned a lot. Like I I think I've heard, maybe heard these terms. I don't know if I've heard of a- aphantasia, but like understanding how it happens and that it's not like oh yeah it just happened one day it's like no i thought i had the flu and then it's like that is a crazy turn of events yeah i can literally taste salty tomatoes right now (laughs) it's not going oh my goodness i'm i'm hungry um no and actually bringing it back to encephalitis now like relating the two things i'm remembering that a lot of my memories of encephalitis, I feel like are visual memories. I mean, there's this one particular thing that I remember always passing. So there was like a playroom or art room. And I remember, so I was using a wheelchair and I remember every time that people pushed me past that art room, I always felt this very scared feeling, but I guess maybe that's, that's more emotional memory. Okay. Um, but then also I remember like my dad would always push me around the hospital and he was trying to teach me, read, teach me how to read. And I was reading the signs. Once I, at some point in time, I don't know if I went back to the hospital or something, but I remember the exact pathway that we went around the hospital. Like I was able to, at some point in time, I was able to visualize the pathway around the hospital. Um, but again, that might just be knowing that might be just a different part of my brain working. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. That is an interesting thought, though. Like how you yeah. recall things and how they're different. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's been so nice talking to you today. I know I had so many questions, and some of them seem kind of crazy, but I just have been, like, researching since the first time I talked to you. I've been like, oh, man, I need to know things. It was nice talking to you, too. I was wondering where some of them were going. Have you ever seen a car with more than four oh. tires? No, yeah, I like those questions. Some of those things I haven't thought about before. Sorry, I get those phone calls at 11 o'clock. Hey, <laughs> can you visualize? No, what was it you asked me to visualize? Was it a tomato? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was like 1.30 in the morning when I asked him about the tomato thing. Yeah, I was driving. I was on the interstate and I stopped for gas. Uh, t- can, can you think of a tomato in your head right now? Do you see it? Gosh, or I it love that. Like, I kind of see it. And no. Jake's so used to me asking stuff like that. He's not even like, why? He just answered the question and goes, I just why. answered the phone because I know it was going to stop. <laughs> That's mm. so funny. There's um, this picture online somewhere that um, is what they were using for. Um, sorry, that was a random <laughs> transition um, that uh, they were using for the TikTok. Um, and it's different ways that people visualize mm-hmm. a star. Is it the one that's like the red star? A oh. yellow star, I think it was. Yeah. But... <laughs> wait, wait. Are we talking about the Mandela effect right now? No, there were, there was some, oh. when I was looking up, there was different ways. One was a horse, one was a star. There was some other stuff, but I know what she's talking about, but yeah. 
if you're confusing a horse and a star, I'm definitely interested to know the background. Which one is a star? Nay. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, simple aphantasia test. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a red star. The first one is like a black screen. And then the second one is like um, the silhouette kind of very um, blurry silhouette or outline of a star. And then the second one is more vivid outline of the star. And then the sec- third, fourth one is like shaded in gray. Fifth one is like light pink. And the sixth one is red. And it's different people on the aphantasia spectrum, how they visualize a star. Right. So like some people can see it completely and some people can't at all. And there's like the middle ground too. Yeah. And then there's people with hyperphantasia that may see it like three-dimensionally that would be so crazy i'm still grabbing tomatoes and steak now do you have any more questions jay are you good i think i'm good this has been really fun they'll have to catch up with you in a little bit and we'll do a follow-up yeah of course thank you so much for hanging out with us today while we talked about viral encephalitis aphantasia and all that goes with it I need y'all to send us a message or fill out the form on our extended show notes at coesquestions.com slash aphantasia and let me know what you see when you close your eyes and try to imagine and if you call it brain freeze or an ice cream headache. And think about those sweet salt-covered tomatoes. Oh, and since you enjoyed hanging out with- <laughs> And since you enjoyed hanging out with us so much, don't forget, subscribe. Leave us that five-star review. Give us something. Still waiting on that tiger with a gold leash. (laughs) And we'll be back next Tuesday to hang out, question everything, and maybe learn a little something along the way. (laughs) 